Hello, Gap Year Universe. I'm Julia Rogers. And I'm Margot Brookfield. Welcome to Gap Year Radio, the show that brings you information and inspiration to plan a life-changing Gap Year adventure. So, Margot, it's uh, it's been a year since the last Gap Year Exploration Month because that's something that happens every February. So <laughs> it's time for our, you know, we always do a season opener about Gap Year Exploration Month. Are you ready for it? <laughs> I am ready. And gosh, what a year it has been since last February. <laughs> Uh, yes, every news report is talk is starting to do you know coronavirus retrospectives, and oh it's gosh. it's giving me hives. I know. <laughs> well, we don't need to talk about that here, but it is exciting that it's February and um, an exciting opportunity to promote various gap year options. <laughs> yes, so we're going to get into the main episode talking about what even is Gap Year Exploration Month, what kinds of events and special things that we have going on this month. Um, by we, I mean everybody who likes gap years and is involved in the gap year industry and joining us for this awesome episode is a youtuber and podcaster and productivity expert and two-time gap year alum Beatrice Noyalite and she is going to tell us a little bit more about gap year exploration month she's really involved in the effort and getting the word out about it I can't wait to hear from her as well awesome well thank you thank you everyone for being here and let's get started Patrice, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. So, Margot, um, do you want to tell the folks out there what Gap Year Exploration Month is? Sure, I'm happy to give a, an overview. At its core, Gap Year Exploration Month, commonly known as GEM or GYEM, is a time to share information, uh, recognize, support, and celebrate those who are considering or have taken a gap year. So, for the month of February, educators, program providers, industry groups, Gap Year alumni, and anyone else who's interested in the Gap Year movement um, comes together to grow awareness for this option and its various benefits. So it's a valuable time to hashtag explore the Gap Year through the multitude of resources and opportunities that are made available during this month. So maybe if either Julia or Patricia, you want to, I know you two have been so involved with this to tell us more about what else this month entails. Yeah, I want to throw that to Patrice. Do you want to tell us a little bit about your background and how you kind of are involved in the Gap Year space? And then also a little bit about your involvement with GEM. Sure. So I took a Gap Year after high school because I just wanted some time off from school and to work on other projects, projects that I did work on during high school, but they always had to get pushed to evenings and weekends. And so I thought it would be nice to have a year to just explore different things. So what I did during my gap year was I did some freelance photography, mainly shooting senior portraits. I grew my YouTube channel, so making videos every week, and then I also did some traveling. I was able to visit Europe, where I lived with a host family in Spain. I also visited Germany to see my uncle and his family for the first time in like 15 years. So it was really like a once in a lifetime experience that I would not have been able to have had I just gone straight from high school to college. So because I had my YouTube channel, I made a couple of videos about my gap year experience. Like for example, I did a day in the life of a workaway in Madrid because that's what I was doing. I was living with a family and helping their kids practice English and taking them to school and things like that in exchange for room and board, basically for getting to live with them. So I posted these videos about my gap year 
experience and that was how the gap year association stumbled upon me on the internet so last year before february they reached out to me um to see if i would be interested in being like a gap year exploration month ambassador so i just made a video uh, about six reasons why i'm glad i took a gap year and i tried to point people to the resources on the gap year association website and so then this year, I'm getting more involved through managing basically the Instagram social media for Gap Year Exploration Month. And so what I'm trying to do is pull together stories from some different people who have taken Gap Year. So interviewing them on my podcast, um, getting some quotes and inspiring photos from them, and just getting a lot of participation and engagement on our Instagram page because I think one of the most helpful things for me in my gap year, even though I was, I still feel like I was pretty clueless when I was planning my first one, was just seeing the stories of real people who have taken gap years um, to see what sort of benefit I could gain from that and just how I could spend my days when I didn't have all of the structure of high school and I needed to actually figure out what I wanted to gain from my gap year myself. That was beautifully put. <laughs> well done. <laughs> yeah, no, I think that this is such an exciting time because, and that's what I think too. I think that if more people knew about what a gap year actually looks like in practice, we would see so many more people taking them. And so I think that's really what your effort is offering and also what your platform, you know, offers people is that that line in. And there's so many other, um, you know, young people who uh, share their stories either through YouTube or social about their experiences. And that's how other people get inspired. So um, mm -hmm. and I think that it goes with that. You should also mention that on your YouTube, your other focus is productivity and organizational skills and like how to be a productive human. So I definitely want to also ask you how that played into your planning process. Now that you're, you know, taking a second gap year because you did not want to go to, you know, Zoom University, essentially, how are you taking it a level up with what you're learning about how to plan and execute like a productive lifestyle? Yeah, so once I graduated high school and had this gap year and so much unstructured time, I think that can be a challenge, but I really saw it as an opportunity to finally be able to manage my time the way that I always wanted to, but that I sometimes couldn't because of all the other responsibilities and commitments that I had. So for me, on a day-to-day -day basis, it was really helpful to just have a daily structure, try to wake up at a consistent time, have a morning routine, like get my most important creative work done in the morning, uh, relax in the evening, things like that. Um, and that really helped me to have not just a productive gap year in that I accomplished a lot of the things that I wanted to accomplish, but also an enjoyable one because I felt like my gap year was also a big learning experience and learning how to just go with the flow. Obviously, because of coronavirus, I had to change a lot of my plans and how to just like be okay with not doing things all the time and relaxing and getting to know my family better, honestly. So I think there are so many benefits of taking a gap year and to really maximize it and take uh, full advantage of it, you have to create some sort of a structure for yourself. And I think that's what I try to help people with on my YouTube channel is creating those habits and routines to create structure in your life, which I think 
is especially applicable to gap year students, but at the moment it's pretty much applicable to everyone because so many people are spending more time at home. Gosh, what great life skills you're curating through. I mean, I think it's it's hard for anybody, like you said, to, to create that structure and that routine for yourselves, but especially during this time when a lot of people are just home and there is no structure mm-hmm. and there, you know, there might not be as many things to do. And for gap, any students taking a gap year right now, I mean, I've been interviewing students for our spring programs and I'm hearing a lot of that. So how awesome that you've not only done that for yourself, but that you're sharing it with people through mm-hmm. your YouTube channel. I mean, that's just admirable and awesome. Thank you. It's really fun. Honestly, I love doing it. Um, I started my channel like the summer before my junior year and so throughout high school not really anyone was watching it or reading it so I was just kind of doing these experiments for myself and then writing about them and making videos about them um but not really for for any sort of audience and it really started to grow in 2020 so it's been super exciting to actually see the impact that I'm making and the people that I'm helping with the information that I'm sharing awesome gosh that that's amazing um, well, and I guess, Patricia, since you have been so involved with Gap Year Exploration Month, do you want to tell us a little bit more about the events and opportunities that are happening this year that, that interested gappers could get involved in? So there is a calendar of all of the events that are happening, and I would definitely encourage everyone to take a look at that because there's resources um, for students who are planning on taking a gap year, for parents who are trying to help their kids plan their gap years, for educators and things like that. On the Instagram side of things that I'm managing, I'm putting together a podcast series interviewing some um, gap year students to talk about why they decided to take a gap year, how they're adapting to their uh, to the current coronavirus situation and changing their plans to still get a good experience from their gap year. I will also be doing some Instagram live interviews with those same gap year students or having them do little Q&A sessions. Um, in case anyone has questions for them regarding their gap year plans and any advice they might have. So yeah, all of that will be compiled on the internet. So on Instagram, it's at gap year association and we're using the hashtag explore the gap year and then also the gap year association website. Yeah. And I think is, is any of that living on your pla- uh, platform as well? Um, the, yes, the podcast interviews will take place on my podcast, The Bliss Bean Show, and then I will just occasionally be reposting things throughout the month from the Gap Year Association account. Yeah, um, that makes sense. And one other thing that you created that I love, love, love is you created these awesome Instagram story, um, (laughs) templates that programs can share, um, out to their alumni and prospective students and uh, counselors can use it. And then students themselves, it's for the students themselves or anyone who's taken a gap year or is thinking about taking a gap year. Um, and so we will, uh, include those images in the show notes, but those are really fun too, because they basically allow you to like input gifts and, and other things to like talk about what you either did on your gap year or what you want to do on your gap year. So I thought that was a genius little touch mm-hmm. that you created. Thank you. Yeah, I love doing Instagram tags. So the fun thing about it is that like even if you don't know about gap year exploration month, suddenly someone tags you in one and then you find it and you have to fill it out yourself and then you tag some other people and then it spreads like wildfire. 
Yeah. And, you know, I'm like a decade away from my gap year and I'm still going to do it and tag a bunch of my gap year friends in it because, yes. you know, once a gapper, always a gapper, right? Absolutely. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, Marco, on the, you know, program side of things, you know, what are there, is there anything that ARC is planning to do or like how do you guys as a program participate in Gap Year Exploration Month? Yes, definitely. So there's a few different ways that that programs can get involved to help promote this movement in the month of February. So, um, you know, especially this year, I guess normally during the month of February, we are all road warrioring across the United States for the USA Gap Year Fairs, which is another great way to promote gap years during this time. There are virtual events happening for the USA Gap Year Fairs this month. Um, additionally, any program is able to submit if they have any sort of events happening this month, whether that be in person or virtual, they're able to submit that to the calendar, as I think you mentioned. So putting that all into the calendar, um, I know for us, we are only doing virtual events right now, as I'm sure many people are, but um, which also makes that really accessible, I think, for people. So no matter where you are, what you're doing, there's lots of virtual events happening from all different sorts of program providers this month that folks can tune into to learn about a specific program if that is of interest to you. Um, and then additionally, just, you know, sharing the, the hashtag, um, you know, trying to promote that on all, all social media platforms just to hashtag explore the gap year. So I would certainly recommend for anybody listening, if you're interested in just seeing what's going on this month in terms of events or who is promoting to explore the gap year, um, you know, to follow that hashtag on your social media platforms and take a look at what folks are posting and, um, you know, potentially following alumni who are posting about their gap experience and using the hashtag, seeing what other, you know, gappers have done in the past. So certainly lots of ways to engage with that this month. Yeah. And you know, one other category of people that Gap Year Exploration Month can help out are people who are like the Gap Year advocates, who and that can be alums or a lot of times parents of students who have taken a Gap Year become really jazzed about the experience because they've witnessed their own kid doing it and having an awesome time and growing and developing. So um, if you find yourself in that category of just Gap Year cheerleader, you can also, you know, share out a lot of these resources. Um, there's a great toolkit that we will share in the show notes where you can actually find uh, pre-made Instagram and Facebook content. There's videos that we uh, that we being the, that um, the Gap Year Association uh clipped together. So lots of different experiences that are showcased through these videos that you can share out. So a lot of like publicly available content that you can just share out to people and then talk about the experience that you bring to the table or the perspective of why you are gap your advocate. Um, so basically, this is a this is a, a month for everybody. And it's really a celebration and a way to kind of get more eyeballs on this concept. 100%. I did, I did overlook uh, the parent perspective, which I think is so important. And I do think, yes, yeah, some of the biggest gap year cheerleader, cheerleaders end up being, yes, those who've had a student who've gone through it themselves. But, um, you know, that, that word of mouth and sharing your story, if you are involved in any way in a gap experience is, is huge. And just promoting that experience for others who maybe haven't considered it before. Yeah. You know, I, I think that, Patricia, you could probably tell us a little bit about what it's like to be planning that gap year experience in, you know, um, this day and age where you can access those stories and resources. What do you think are the most useful things that a student who's considering a gap year can look into, especially this month? Yeah, the experience of planning a gap year, I just felt super lost in the beginning because 
The nice thing about it is that it's so open and there are so many different things that you can do, but that's also kind of the downside of it is that you can feel a little bit overwhelmed. So something that I often suggest to people when um, when they ask me how they should spend their gap year or how they should plan it, I tell them to think about what sort of things um, they did in their free time or were interested in but just didn't have much time for. So like I said, I, I did freelance photography and I worked on my YouTube channel and those are things that I did during the school year. I just never really had the time to fully dedicate myself to them and really explore them the way that I wanted to and so that was kind of what I based my own gap year around. Um, I think looking for stories of students with similar interests who have taken gap years is very helpful. Uh, there's plenty of websites sharing like gap year profiles or also lots of people sharing on social media or making YouTube videos about their gap years. I think just once you decide to take a gap year, just tell everyone that you can. And I think a lot of like unexpected um, connections and help can arise that way. Patrice, gosh, you've just had such a unique experience, it sounds like, in venturing out on this two-year-long gap year journey and planning all of this. You know, what would be some of the tips that you might have for, you know, particularly for students who might be considering something like work away, something more independent, um, which I don't think we've talked about yet on the pod. What would be some of those tips that you might have? Well, take it one step at a time. Maybe just book like one or two experiences to start out with. And then as you see how you like that, you can use that to um, inform your decisions for the future. So I initially was going to plan out for months and months, but when I actually ended up leaving, I only had one work away um, program booked. And so what I did was I had planned to spend two weeks with a family in Madrid. Um, I was just basically living with them, helping out around the house, uh, helping their daughters learn English, taking them to school, taking them to their after-school activities and things like that. And I was very glad that I didn't plan any further than that because one thing that happened was I actually ended up spending more time with them because they needed help and I was not in a rush to go anywhere. And I really appreciated that because I didn't realize how quickly two weeks goes by. So I really, at the end of the two weeks, I felt like, oh, I'm finally starting to get a hang of their daily routine and starting to understand everything. Like, how could I possibly leave now that I finally feel like I've settled down here? So I spent some extra time with them, and then it just so happened that um, the around the time that I was planning on leaving, this other family that they knew, their workaway person suddenly had to leave, and they were um, they were in like an, an emergency situation looking for someone to help because with their work schedules, they really depended on having someone there to help them. And literally, I moved practically one street over, and it was the perfect situation for me because it happened so spontaneously. I got to stay in the same neighborhood, which I really enjoyed and had gotten to know, but also have a slightly different experience with a different family. And so I was glad that I didn't have something else already lined up, like maybe even in a different country where I would have to rush off and do that next thing, even though I was enjoying myself in Madrid. 
And then another thing that kind of arose spontaneously um, because I gave... I gave myself that room was that I was able to visit my uncle's family in Germany. So that was initially not at all in my plans, but it just so happened that I was kind of in Madrid wondering what could I need, what could I do next? And my mom told me that um, my uncle was inviting me to spend the holidays with them. And that was, um, that was not an, something that I had planned for, but it was such a wonderful opportunity because I got to spend the holidays with family, uh, with people that I actually knew. And I also actually had not seen them for about 15 years, which was crazy to think about because I think the last time I saw them, I was like five years old, but it felt like no time had passed at all. So that was um, a very important experience that I got to have simply because I left so much room open in my schedule. So I think a lot of students stress out about having everything planned out in advance, but I think that some of the best experiences can happen when you take things one step at a time and allow room for spontaneity. A hundred percent. I'm so glad to hear you say that because, and I was actually going to ask, you know, did you make any connections that led to your next stop as it did with that second family? Because I think that that is something that's hard to do, especially for somebody who, you know, it sounds like you are, you know, organized and planning and things. And I think, you know, that can be a really hard thing to do to just kind of like leave it up to, to fate and where the, where the wind blows you. But I think, as you said, some of the most amazing experiences can come from taking it that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you've heard it. You've heard it from the productivity expert that you can be <laughs> spontaneous. So I think that that's the organizer, the professional organizer. But you know, as you were um, talking, Batiche, I was like just having flashbacks to my. I've woofed before um, and done work uh-huh. away, um, and I was thinking back to experiences that I had in New Zealand. Um, my husband, then fiance, and I were traveling for three months around New Zealand, and there was that total mix that you had to, we had contacted a bunch of farms and, you know, we stayed at one farm and we'd only planned to stay for a couple of weeks. And then we just enjoyed them so much that we ended up extending our stay. And then we tried to leave and our car died. So we had to extend our stay again. Um, and they are people that we're still very much in touch with. They, we send them Christmas cards, um, a different family that we had stayed with on work away. Uh, actually sent us a, a baby gift when we had our first baby. So I think that like there's also those like very human relationships and that side of, of of the spontaneity. Like you make these connections with very random people and it makes you feel so much a part of the global community. And I'm just curious if you are still in touch with your hosts. Yeah, that that's such a big part of the experience. I tried it out and I realized that I actually really liked like that daily life experience of living with a family and experiencing a different culture. So if I had just um, planned everything out in advance, I don't think I would have even left room for that. So I'm glad I tried something that was kind of out of my comfort zone. And then aside from my host families, I did meet some friends. And so I guess I have some advice for meeting friends. Um, I met some people through Instagram. So like as I would ask for recommendations on Instagram, for example, I met this one girl who was studying at an American university in Madrid. So we um, made plans to meet up at a cafe and talk. And of course, like internet safety things, you have to meet up at a public place and things like that. But it was really nice to talk to someone my age and also from America, it felt like a tiny piece of home. Um, I met someone else through the Workaway 
website because you can actually see what workawares are near you at the time. And that's also really nice because they're simultaneously having that same experience that you are. And that's something that you can really relate about. Um, and I actually made a really good friend in Barcelona that I still stay in touch with, which I would not have imagined would be possible for an introvert like me. So there's some really great experiences to be had um, if you kind of put yourself out there in a, in a social way. Yeah, I think it takes so much, you know, moving around and trying to make new friends to go on a sort of friend date of sorts, as you mentioned. It's so it's kind of a funny concept, but, you know, you got to be willing to do that sort of thing if you're living somewhere else. And, um, you know, I think having that community, like you said, people who are doing something similar to you or just having friendships and connections is so important to the experience. So I think that's a great tip for anyone who might do embark on a similar adventure. Well, I think that the the last thing that I want to take us out on is just a question of what is your what's your pitch to someone who's considering a gap year? Like, have you and have you been successful in such a pitch? <laughs> like, if you had to distill it down to a couple sentences of why someone should consider taking a gap year or should just take a gap year, um, what would you say to them? Hmm. Well, I haven't really been in the position where I'm trying to definitively make someone take a gap year my brother's 13 now so he's in seventh grade once he graduates high school I'll probably be trying to convince him to take a gap year um but I think the biggest uh takeaway from my gap year was just that there were so many things that I could do and gain outside of the school environment and so one of the things I think people worry about is like falling behind academically but after reflecting on my gap year and my experience um traveling on my own and becoming super independent in that way um like it was a very scary experience I had to go to a a hospital by myself in a foreign country and like take a taxi there and then figure out how to get reimbursed by my travel insurance it was super overwhelming but it was a learning experience, maybe not necessarily an academic one, something that you would experience in a classroom, but something that really made me realize how much I was capable of. Um, And then just like through the experience of trying to deal with all the time that I was spending at home, like managing my own time and creating routine in my life, or how trying to deal with the the impacts of the coronavirus and how that changed all of our lifestyles. Um, also, the opportunities that I had to work on my photography business and then grow my YouTube channel. I realized that I grew in different areas of life, like personal development and career and independence and things like that. And so I realized that really I was just kind of working on things in a different order um, that my other friends who started college right away, maybe they were, uh, progressing in their academic journeys, but I was taking some time off to, uh, get ahead in my career and my personal development and things like that. So for me, that was just the order that worked the best. And I'm so, so glad I did it because it gave me so much confidence and I'm even more excited to now, continue back on the academic path again. So I think a lot of parents I've heard worry that students won't want to go back to school, 
But definitely for me, that was not true. It made me want to go back to school all the more. I felt like I was super tired of the academic environment after high school and I just needed a break. But after that break, I feel super, super ready to um, get back into everything. I feel like I've heard that from so many gappers, just, you know, that I think taking a break from the treadmill that is K through 12 education really allows you the space to, you know, rejuvenate that love of learning. So, so happy to hear that that's been the case for you. And overall, Patrice, you know, thank you so much for taking the time to be here with us today. Thank you for your continued support and involvement in the gap year, you know, association, the gap year community. I know that that is just great to have you here. And also thank you to everyone out there for listening. So Julia, where in the world can people find us? Okay, so you can find Patrice at theblissbean.com and at theblissbean on Instagram. And you can find Gap Year Radio at gapyearradiopodcast.com and at gapyearradio on Instagram or Facebook. Um, you can also find a lot of things Gap Year Exploration Month related on the Gap Year Association page, which is gapyearassociation.org. And their handle is also at gapyearassociation on Instagram. And so you'll get to see a lot of Batrice's hard hard work and great content all month long on that on those platforms. Um, you're also welcome to email us gap your questions or comments at gapyearradio at gmail.com. And just a reminder that you can also download the show wherever you find your favorite podcasts. And if you have a moment, we would love, love, love for you to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts so more people can discover Gap Your Radio. Thank you for that, Julia. And now, Patrice, so we have been trying to sign off uh, all of our podcasts in a different foreign language. And so given the fact that you were born in Lithuania, perhaps you can take us out with a little Lithuanian in honor of you being on the show today. How would you maybe say, you know, thank you for listening and goodbye in Lithuanian? Mm, let's see. Achu kot kloset ir atap. Oh my god! I would love to try to say that, but I don't think I'll be. <laughs> Wait, can we can we break that down? Can we? Is it is there a just a goodbye maybe? <laughs> oh yes, goodbye is very easy. It's a ta, a ta, a ta, a ta. We a ta. I don't. You know, I love this part of the episode each time because I get to hear someone who knows a language speak it, and then I immediately regret that I have made put myself in the position to use to to butcher <laughs> someone else's language. <laughs> Just let you say it, Patricia. That was perfect. (laughs) Yes. Take us out one more time. I took it close at the attack. Beautiful. Thank you for being here, Patricia. Thank you so much for having me. (laughs) 